Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of this pod class. That's hard to say because I'm so used to saying podcast, but then switching to pod class. (laughs) My brain gets a little swirly, swirly with that. But here we are. Episode two. Um. If you didn't catch episode one, you don't have to listen to that one in order for this one to make sense, but I will give you kind of the lowdown of what we're doing here. So I have a embodied dating workshop coming up this Saturday, May 13th. And I thought, what better way to kind of get in the spirit of things, do some prep, and just overall prepare and get ready for this weekend, other than with a three-part series on the podcast. So here we are, part two, and today we're going to be talking about ditching polarity nonsense if you want to have a healthy relationship. And we're going to start with the fact that obviously polarity is an important piece for attraction, obviously. However, the way that it is being marketed in a lot of conscious spaces, and I did that in air quotes if you couldn't hear the infliction on my voice, Um, the way that it's being taught in a lot of ways in these spaces is not actually leading people into the natural state of polarity. Polarity is a natural state that you will ne- will be in with your person as long as you are in your alignment and they are in theirs. This is this is why <laughs> you know, I'm going to save you thousands of dollars. <laughs> and if you've already invested thousands of dollars in polarity work, well, I'm sorry, (laughs) but this is an important piece, PSA, that y'all need to have in your back pocket, that the key to true polarity between two human beings, where it is not being manufactured, where it's not extractive, where it's not performative, the key to true polarity is being in your alignment. So the thing about polarity teachings in, you know, the dating and relating space, you have to understand marketing. You know, marketing is going to push on your pain points, traditional marketing anyway. Um, There's a difference between when someone is selling something and it is based on the true reverent thing 
And, you know, they're showing you a path of, like, this is a path of possibility that you could walk. These are probably some of the things that you're challenged with, and we're not going to push on that. We're not going to farm your pain. We're not going to push on it so much that you feel completely collapsed and helpless, and you see this product, this service, this teacher as your savior. Um, instead, it comes from a very empowered place of, oh yeah, I can see that thread in myself, and I also want to transform this. This person has transformed that in their life, so that feels like a good fit to choose them as a teacher. And what a lot of polarity teachings rely on is you being in that collapsed position and looking for a savior, looking for, you know, the magic pill, the easy fix out of your pain. And the pain that they push on is loneliness, you know, lack of romantic connection, um, you know, relationships that maybe have gone south or have soured, they'll push on that so that you're kind of in this space of being primed to kind of take on their methodology. And the methodology, and this is how I know that it has wavered from that thread of truth, is that so much of the polarity teachings out there are performative. They actually don't lead you into deeper embodiment. Some of them do. I'm not obviously saying everyone and every methodology, but if a methodology takes you out of your body and into your head, it's not an embodied methodology. And a lot of what polarity teachers teach gets you so heady and you're constantly overanalyzing, am I being feminine enough? Am I, am I masculine? Like, oh, if I, have I fucked the polarity of everything? Um, and it, what that does is it forces you out of your body and into your head. So when we have true polarity, and that is a byproduct of you being in your alignment, your alignment requires your embodiment. If you are not in your body, you are not aligned. You might think that you are aligned, but there's still some pieces that are not quite in alignment. And when we are in our body, when we are in our embodiment, and we have done the not so glamorous work, and this is why you know, I think polarity teachings are so popular is because it almost is positioned as this way to avoid having to do the heavy lifting of relational mastery and emotional mastery. It's like, here's this magic pill. If you just act this way and you just say these things, you'll manufacture polarity in your relationship and that'll hook them, that'll hook her, that'll hook them. And then you'll be set. But what they don't tell you is that you have to keep up the charade. You have to keep up the game forever in order to maintain that relationship, which is exhausting. Because if you have to perform, if you are playing a game, there will be, come a point where your authenticity is like, fuck this shit. 
we have had enough of wearing this mask, of wearing this persona, of playing this game. I'm going to reveal the truth of me. And so the unhealed wounds come out. And then, you know, some more authentic pieces also come out. And what you're left with is a relational dynamic that can't actually hold the complexity of what it means to be human. But when you start off a relationship from a place of authenticity, from a place of true embodiment, from a place of being in alignment, you naturally will have polarity with people who are an aligned match for you. This is how you'll know. Like, let's say you are, you know, we'll, we'll use me as kind of an example. Like, I run a business. I am a creative. I do a lot of shit. I have a lot of creative energy. I have a lot of what, you know, polarity teachers would call masculine energy. I also have quite a bit of feminine energy. Um, I'm quite receptive, I'm intuitive, I'm in right relationship with my body, and I also take action, take initiative, and lead. And, you know, polarity teachings, and these are the, we'll, we'll call them the distorted polarity teachings, okay? So the distorted polarity teachings would say, ooh, anytime you're in your masculine, that's really going to turn a man off. And you know what I say to that? Fuck it. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I have not spent 15 years of my life doing this work, reclaiming myself, um, de-armoring my heart, healing my wounding patterns for some adolescent version of the masculine or the feminine to come in and be like, <laughs> you need to put all of that in the closet and lock it away. No, bitch. I will not. I will not do that. What I will do is be my authentic self, be in my full self-expression, and let that be God's filter. Let that be the universal filter that the men that think I am too much, good, I am glad you think I am too much. Because you know what that tells me? You're not an aligned match for me. That makes it real fucking simple. It's like, bye, have a nice incarnation, see you never. <laughs> You know, and, you know, take this for whoever you love, you know, men, women, people, like, obviously, I'm going to talk about my experience as a woman who dates men. But this applies no matter who you love, by the way. You know, my vantage point is that we have all of these pieces within us. And what you ideally are looking for when it comes to polarity, like, let's say I have... 70% um, feminine energy, 30% masculine energy. Let's say that's my ratio if we were to quantify it. So what I would be looking for in terms of an idealized match would be a man who has 70% masculine energy, 30% feminine energy. 
and then there's this nice harmonious click, but it also allows us to maintain this rich polarity in the relationship. And polarity, you know, this is not hard stuff to dance with in a relationship. Polarity dies in a relationship where truth is not welcome at the table. So it's not that you aren't being feminine enough or not being masculine enough. It's that you're not having the conversations that really fucking matter with each other and with yourself. If I look at a relationship and polarity has died, you know, I the first thing I'm going to start to investigate is when was the last time that you guys had fun together? When was the last time you laughed? When was the last time you had a conversation that was like, wow, that was so nourishing and that like, wow, I can't believe we had like such an epic conversation. When was the last time that you really prioritized your self-care? When was the last time that you invested into anything that feeds your soul? How often are you doing things out of obligation versus because it's the true thing for you to do? See, there are so many spots where if we've gone into the distorted polarity teachings, to run with the distorted polarity teachings requires you to abandon yourself over and over and over, which is any wounds that you have are just going to keep keep getting reinfected over and over and over because when you have to perform for belonging, it doesn't allow your system to open. And when your system isn't open, there's no connectability there. If there's no connectability there, how the fuck is there going to be any polarity? There is not. Polarity happens when you see your partner in their genius rocking it and you're like whoo my man is so hot my woman is so hot my human is so fine like when you see your partner in their element when you are approaching relationships in a healthy way that is where you will feel instant polarity and it is not about who does the fucking dishes or, you know, these gendered tasks or these gendered roles that are largely just made up anyway. Um, it's not about that at all. It's about where are you in right relationship with your own energy? Is your partner in right relationship with their energy? Are you living in alignment personally? And is your relationship in alignment? Or do we have to bypass the truth in order to function as a couple? Because if you have to keep bypassing the truth, which might be like, hey, I'm a strong, powerful, you know, force of fucking nature. I'm not, like, can you imagine me, like, dumbing this like creative well and force of energy that lives inside of me. Can you imagine me dumbing this down and like playing this like very maideny character in order to get a fucking man? 
ugh, no thanks. And by the way, the type of men, women, and people that you attract when you do this performance crap are not the type of people who are going to feed and enrich your soul. They are not the type of people who are interested in conscious relating. Because a lot of those distorted polarity teachings are, and this is going to be a spicy one, but there's a lot of domination, submission, superiority, inferiority, daddy, daughter, mummy, son, parent, child shit going on there. This is not a healthy, functional, mature, emotionally mature adult. Emotionally mature adults see that crap and they're like, uh, get me as far away from that nonsense as possible. Because I can see the distortion. I can see how, you know, everyone is like, oh, I need, like, this happens a lot in, like, the polarity spaces with women. Of Like, I need to be claimed. Okay. <laughs> you, I get that you're a prize, okay? We all are prizes. But waiting for a man to claim you is going to do all sorts of wonky shit to your system. I'm in the business of authentic relating. You will not ever find me teaching those types of fucking games. Because that's what it is. It's just a game. It is a game to essentially fawn for a man and trick him into thinking like you're this passive, like damselly in distress who needs to be rescued and saved with my, by my strong, strong masculine man. Like, yeah. Of course we all want like a really great, healthy human to be in a relationship with. But if you are having to play these roles, you're, you're playing dress up, it's not the same as living the true embodied experience of it. And if you have to play dress up, if it's all this performative stuff, you are going to be in your head 24-7. You know, ruminating over how do I say this in like a feminine way? How do I say this in a masculine way? You know, how about how do I say this in an honest and true way? Because that is the filter that is going to help you determine alignment, like actual alignment. And if you're dating for partnership, which by the way, my, that's what my work is for. If you are dating for partnership, you're in the right place. If you are relating and you're in a relationship and you're like, hmm, you know, it feels like we could, you know, do a little tune-up or get some work done in order to get to true partnership in the right spot. And a lot of my work requires a deep dive. This isn't a quick fix. So people who get really swept up in polarity teachings, if you got really honest, are looking for a quick fix. They're looking for a pathway to avoid the, you know, portal that they don't want to enter. 
which is the portal of getting to know themselves. It's the portal of their shadow. It's the portal of their core wounds. It's the portal of like how they are difficult to love. It's the portal of claiming their true worthiness and spaciousness in not only in their body, but also in the world. Like, this is high level shit. And this is why this work is for a very specific demographic of people. Because most people are not willing to do what it takes in relationships and in life. You know, a lot of people are looking for the easy way and they will dance around the truth. Some of them will do this for their entire life and never once have a really rich relationship of any kind. And I'm obviously not here to save and rescue those people from the path that they are here to walk because if they were meant to walk a different path, then they would. Um, you know, these resources are available all over the internet, all over the world. And you will find that there's a lot of free information out there that can be really supportive in having really healthy relationships. But there's also a lot of dog shit out there, you know, and you're going to have to be discerning. And one of the best ways to be discerning is by being in your body. I haven't yet met a woman who kind of got swept up in the polarity work and then found my work after who when we really untangle it, you know, there wasn't something that was, there was something that was going off in her body while she was in the polarity space that she couldn't quite put her finger on. She was like, something felt off. When something feels off, it's because there is. Whether it's just not the right teacher for you, not the right space for you, not the right methodology, not the right time, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is bad or wrong or needs to be fucking canceled, you know. <laughs> it just means that they're not for you. And your discernment is key in setting yourself up to thrive. Because, you know, if we are going out into the world looking to be saved and rescued, well, there's a lot of people who will prey on that and who will extract from that exact spot. They know you're weak in that spot. So they will extract from you. They will extract your resources with the promise of salvation. And then you get into the mix and you do all this polarity crap and you're like, wow, I feel like really discombobulated, really out of my own depth here. I don't really feel like myself, um, but I guess this is how you get a guy. I guess this is how you get a, a woman. I guess this is how you get a high-quality person. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you have to manipulate in any way, shape, or form, and when you are performing a version of yourself that isn't true, that's manipulation. It's not, you know, vindictive manipulation. And I think we all have this, 
kind of coding around the word manipulation that it means like bad and evil. But, and this is where the shadow work comes in because everyone is a manipulator. At some point, you manipulated. At some point, you used <laughs> your energy, your sexuality, your intellect, your emotions uh, to dominate and get your way. And anyone who says they have never done that is just lying. They're not quite ready to chew on this truth nugget, which is fine. But for those of you who are into the truth nugget chewing, you're like, hmm, you know what? You know, I, yeah, I definitely have. You know, and we see a lot of this manipulation and extraction of the sexual energy with polarity teachings as well. It's a slippery slope. You know, where women are learning to use their sexual energy to hook men. And men are using their status and their resources to hook women. And neither leads to a healthy, thriving relationship because you're just playing games. You're just trying to hook someone in. When you have to hook someone in, it means that person wasn't coming in willingly. So you have to find a trick, a tactic to get them in the door which I 10 out of 10 do not recommend because then you find yourself in a relationship that isn't true in the whole relationship. You have to spend hooking them into the relationship because it's not really a true aligned match. A true aligned match can only be assessed by actual core alignment, you with you, them with them, and you and them together. And... You know, that doesn't mean that we give up things like chemistry and attraction and that re like healthy relationships have to be like this really boring space because they're really not. They're not at all, actually. The healthy relationships require you to be in full approval of the wholeness of your human and there are so many rich layers to you as a human being. There are so many rich layers to your partner. And you could spend a lifetime getting to know layers and, you know, secret chambers of secrets and like these really interesting facets about the other person and you still won't know everything that there is to know about someone if you spent the rest of your lifetime getting to know them. Be that is how complex we are. And I find that really cool. And even that, that piece of like, there, it's impossible to ever fully know every single thing there is to know about another human being. It creates this electricity. It creates this buzzy polarity. It's like, ooh, there's some mystery there. You know, and you don't have to manufacture mystery by actively withholding stuff from people. It's just naturally mysterious to be in a relationship with someone. And this is why we have to do the emotional clean out, 
the relational cleanout, why we have to, you know, clean the pipes there. Because if our wounding patterns, if our attachment patterns, uh, if our trauma is hijacking that mystery, the mystery is going to feel wildly unstabilized, unstabilizing, destabilizing. And we will try and stamp out any spot where the mystery is. And which is ironic because the mystery is the domain of the feminine energetic. So when we can't be with mystery, that tells me a lot about someone's actual relationship to their feminine energy. It means they're not in right relationship with it. And that doesn't matter how you identify or what your you know your sex is. Like it it has everything to do with these energetics. And part of maintaining healthy, aligned, congruent polarity is being able to hold and have capacity to hold the mystery with reverence, which means, you know, holding the mystery within yourself. And it also means holding the mystery with another person and in your relational dynamic. And being able to get curious about it. If you spend the rest of your life being curious about the people that you are in relationship with, both romantically and non-romantically, you will have a very rich and fulfilling life. Because curiosity and inquisitiveness are a bridge to healthy, functional relating and they are also the bridge to deeper meaning, purpose, and fulfillment. So, you know, in order to thrive in life, we need both. We need fulfillment. We need, you know, this spot of feeling on purpose, being of service. We also need other people. And that doesn't mean you have to be in a romantic relationship in order to thrive in your life. Maybe that's not your path this time, but you do need relationships. Babies who are isolated do not survive. Children, human beings who are isolated do not thrive. And we need each other. And it's up to you to determine where your track of relating is this lifetime and what you're going to do. And if romantic relationships is your jam and you would like to have a really healthy relationship and be in the embodiment of partnership, you have to drop all of the performative crap that you're doing in order to try and get the guy or get the woman or get the person. It's not about getting, getting, like even just think about like the energy of that word. It's like getting, taking, it's extractive. You're taking something that you don't believe is your innate birthright. That's why we got to take it. Because if we were left to our own devices and our self-worth is in the toilet, we don't believe that we're actually worthy enough to be chosen. It's not about being claimed. It's about, are we mutually choosing each other? Is there enough alignment here? You know, 
do you take me as I am? And that's not an invitation to be a wrecking ball of a human and be like, you just need to accept me as I am. No, you have to be responsible for those parts and you can't lead with them. You can't lead with your wounds and then bully people into a relationship with you. That's not healthy relating either. That's a whole other conversation for another day. (laughs) Um, But when we lead with our authentic expression, what happens is all of that strategy that you get taught in distorted polarity teachings, you get to set fire to it and let it go up in flames because none of that shit actually fucking matters when you are dating for partnership, when you are dating for healthy relationships. Because a healthy relationship, we don't, like, let's say there's something that you really want to have a conversation about, but you're in, like, the distorted um, polarity nonsense. Then you have to do, like, all of this, like, mental and emotional gymnastics and contortion to try and get him or them or her to like pick up on the cues and like they initiate it. No. As a healthy grown ass woman, if there is something that I am feeling, if there's something that is going on for me, it is my responsibility to bring that forward. I'm not going to passively wait and drop hints um, and hope that the other person picks, picks up on that. That is not what healthy people do. That is not what emotionally mature people do. Emotionally mature people, they notice like, oh, there's this thing that I have a lack of clarity around, so I'm going to bring this up. And I'm going to be direct about it. And let me tell you, like, if you being direct but open... And this is the key. This is why we have to de-armor the heart and why we have to do, you know, some emotional processing and wound processing for this to be effective. Because once you lead with a de-armored heart and so you're connectable, you can be direct and connectable and still maintain attraction and polarity in a relationship. And you don't have to do all of, like, this whimsical feminine of, like, oh, I need to use all this flowery fucking language and talk around the thing. No, just say the thing. Just say the thing. And if you saying the direct thing, like, let's just say, I really like you. And I would like to explore being in an exclusive relationship with you. You know, I'm not coming in from a place of dominating, like I need to get my way. I'm coming in with a soft, open heart. I'm connectable, but I'm also being direct. I'm not beating around the bush. And if that scares someone off, if you being direct scares someone off, they were going to get scared off anyway because they're not an aligned match for you. If you being you scares them off, it doesn't mean that you are innately unworthy. It just means that they did you a fucking favor and they removed themselves from the running because they didn't want to waste your time. Like if we're looking at it top down spiritual perspective, like 
this is, I don't want to say a win, but it's kind of a win. You know, when someone takes themselves out of the running, you're like, oh, okay, good. You know, my human might have feelings about that, but my inner being, my soul understands like, oh yeah, thank you for removing yourself if you weren't aligned for me. And I trust that my soul knows something that maybe my human can't quite see in the moment. This is why this work is also deeply spiritual. Because without the spiritual connection, without the emotional connection, um, without the embodiment, the energetic connection, relationships are a dumpster fire. They really are. And they really can be. And, you know, when we really want to step into powerful relating, you know, we need to take a look at who am I being? If you are dating inauthentically, all you are ever going to call in are inauthentic connections. People who will not love you for the person that you actually are because the person that you actually are is not present, is not coming to the date. <laughs> a version of you, a performance-based version of you is coming to the date. And that's what people are choosing. But deep down, it's, it's not an acceptance of who you are because they didn't get to see who you really are. So, you know, we really got to be honest and really mindful and embodied. Like the more embodied you become uh, and the more embodiment work you do, the easier it will be to see these threads. This is why people resist embodiment work. It is a core principle of all of the work that I teach, and it is the one spot that every single person resists on some level at some point. Because it's the thing, it, it literally opens this storehouse of possibility for you because it helps you alchemize wounds, it helps you alchemize emotions, certain beliefs that are no longer in service to you, um, it allows you to de-armor your heart and connect into the truth of who you are without all of those distortions. And it allows you to really step confidently into leading with the truth of your heart, the truth of who you are, the fullness of your personality, and allowing that to be God's filter. You know, I would rather be like the fullest expression of who I am and be rejected for that than be chosen for, you know, a collapsed version of myself that I will have to literally feel caged for the remainder of that relationship because that's what I sold them. I sold a false bill of goods. And so I have to unshackle myself and I have to occupy the space that is rightly mine to occupy in the world. And I lead with the authenticity of my character. The fullness, the full range of my human. I am endlessly interesting to the people who are aligned for me and I'm aligned for them. And, you know, we're going to keep unwinding this. And I'm going to go into the specific spot 
that you can really dial into to ensure that you are dating from this position so that you do not kind of get wrapped up and swept up in all the like the distorted polarity nonsense and you can sit with that knowing of actually when I am in alignment with myself and I meet someone who's in alignment with themselves and we're actually in alignment with each other as long as we maintain our alignment we will maintain polarity in this relationship it doesn't have to be manufactured it's a natural state of being and then it allows you to kind of move and shift and grow with the relationship. The relationship becomes this beautiful entity. You know, it's kind of like a, a tree that begins to grow and have branches and leaves and like take up roots. And like, it's just this gorgeous manifestation of creation. That's what your relationships can be. If you are dating from an embodied place, if you are relating from an embodied place. So if you'd like to come kick it with us this weekend, I will put the link in the show notes to join us. We will also be doing some discussions on these podcast episodes over in the Love Club, which is my free community space. All you have to do is answer a couple questions um, to be let in. And if you'd like to come and play over there with us, you can definitely do that. If you'd like to join the workshop, I'd love to have you. And stay tuned for the final pod class that will be coming tomorrow, part three of a three-part series. And then hopefully I'll see you on Saturday. Okay, we'll talk to you soon, friends.